Hello, hello, guys. Horse guys and gals, I should say. Welcome back. Um, I'm back today because I haven't podcasted in a couple weeks. And I just figured I had a little extra time today in between my morning job and my afternoon job. So I figured I'd jump on here quick um, and catch up with you guys a little bit. Hope you all have been enjoying the summer so far. Um, Where I'm at, we have been in like a drought I don't know if that's been like everywhere across the Midwest, but here at home has been a little bit better um, than like my parents. My dad, for those of you that don't know, my dad farms. He has like just a little small farm that he does by himself. And they have gotten like a quarter in terrain in the last month, like over a month now. And so it rained over the weekend for Father's Day, and I think that made his Father's Day more than um, actually seeing his children on Father's Day. Um, so thankfully, we got a little bit, but we've been—it's been really pretty dry here for the most part. But honestly, I think that's kind of normal. Like every summer, we go through spurts where there's like a month of no rain, and I just feel like that's pretty normal. Everyone kind of freaks out. Um. And has to talk about on Facebook every day how it's such a drought and there's been no rain. And I'm just like, guys, this happens literally every year. Like at least once during the summer, we go like a month without rain. So, yeah, it's been pretty dry. Um, But I'm not complaining because it's better than having mud season. And the horses aren't complaining. But anywho, I hope you guys have been enjoying your summer been getting out I really want to like go boating and go float down the river and just like be on the water I don't know why like every summer I just have this itching to like be on the water I love boating I don't have a boat but it's definitely on my bucket list one day I will own one at some point um when I have you know extra money which doesn't happen very often when you own horses but yeah just getting on the river or going to the beach. Like, uh, I need friends though. Like, here's my problem. I only have one friend. So when she's busy, I'm out of luck (laughs) and it sucks. So I'm jealous of everyone that has like a big group of friends that they just like go to the beach with every weekend. And uh, that would be so nice. But this weekend I am going to go camping um, with a horse friend. Do you guys have like, here's the thing in my life, I talk about my friends, right? And then everybody mocks me because I say that I have no friends and then continue to talk about my friends. But I, I have this, like, I don't know. Does anyone else have this thing where like you have your horse friends and then you have like the rest of your life friends? And I only have one that intermixes, which is Melanie. And most of you guys know her from my vlogs and stuff. But Melanie is my friend outside of horses and inside of horses. But all of my other people that I call my friends, they're pretty much just my horse friends. And we don't really have a lot else in common. So, like, I do horse things with them, but that's about it. So... When I talk about like the rest of my life, like going to the beach and stuff, the only person that I do that stuff with is Melanie. So if she's busy, then yeah, 
I don't have any other friends. <laughs> but this weekend, I'm going camping with a horse friend. And we are going to the first endurance event of the year. Well, it's not the first of the year. It's my first of the year. So we're going to see how it goes. So to be honest, I haven't been like hard conditioning BB or anything, mostly because like I broke my finger over the last month. So like I haven't really been riding a whole lot. Um, and on top of shows and just like working two, two and a half jobs, like we just haven't been conditioning a whole lot. So I was telling my friend this week, we were talking about, you know, when we're going to leave and stuff. Like, I don't know. I've been debating, like, do I take BB in the 25 or do I start it with the 12? Because last year we ran into the same thing last year because last spring she was going through like her weight fluctuation and stuff. And I was like really having a tough time with that because I couldn't figure out what was going on with her. So she was at a really low weight. So I wasn't really riding her much at all. So the first event last year that we went to, I just took her in the novice 12 mile ride and she blew it out of the water. Like did it like a breeze. We got back from two and a half hours of trotting 12 miles and like she pulsed right down within 10 minutes. Her pulse was completely normal. And the, the guy that was like taking pulses was like, this horse ain't even tired. And I was like, well, that's nice to know that I'm not pushing her past her limits since she's barely been ridden all year. And this year we have been trail riding. So I'm like, well, if we're going to run into that again, where the 12 miles just easy for her, then why not take her in the 25? Because they say if you can like, if you can do half the distance um, well and like pulse down within, you know, the time frame, then you should be fine. So I'm like, well, she does the 12 mile perfectly fine and that's easy enough for her. So maybe I'll just take her in the 25. Sorry, I have like a burp. I'm trying not to just like burp in the microphone, but I'm thinking maybe I'll take her in the 25 or we'll enter. And if it becomes too much for her or she cramps up or something, then I'll just pull her because the 25 goes in two loops. If you're not an endurance person, you probably don't know this, but a 25 mile ride, you go out in two loops. So you go do the first half and then you come back for like 45 minutes to rest and pulse down. And then you go out and do the second half. So if the first half is too much for her, I don't feel like I should push her to do another one. Then I'll just pull her or the vets will also pull her if they don't think that she could do um, another 12 miles. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. I don't know. I think that's what I'm going to do. But BB has a lot of try in her. So I think I think she'll definitely do as much as she can. But that's what we're doing this weekend. So. I'm excited for that. I love, I love going camping. I wish I had a living quarter trailer. One day I'll be able to afford one and we'll have all kinds of camping trips. But for now, I, I'm just going with my friend and she's just going to hold us down there. She's an endurance gal too. So pretty much anytime she goes somewhere, she's like, let me know if you ever want to tag along to any of them. And so I just tag along with her. And, um, I either tent camp or I just sleep in like the livestock portion of the trailer, which really isn't that bad as long as the bugs aren't that bad. Because in Iowa, like it cools down enough during the summer at night that like you can sleep comfortably 
outside. So in a tent and stuff, it doesn't bother me to sleep outside in a tent because it's usually like 50 degrees out in the middle of the night. So it's like a comfortable temperature. Now, my boyfriend, he, I don't know, he just like cooks like a furnace um, during the night. So even if it is like 40 degrees at night, he'll still be like sweating. So he doesn't go camping unless we have air conditioning. So next month, actually, it might be a month from this weekend, we have another one and he's actually going to go camping with me this time. And I rented a cabin, (laughs) so he's going to have to sleep in the cabin and I got air conditioning for it. So yeah, so he'll actually go and we'll see how that We'll see how he he does. I don't know if he's really ever gone like actual camping before, like maybe backyard camping, but not like at a campground somewhere and, you know, stuff like that. So anyway, I don't really have like a specific topic for this episode. I just wanted to catch up with you guys since I haven't been here in a minute. And my last podcast episode was kind of just a big rant, but um, it's officially been over a month since I broke my finger and... If you're watching the YouTube version, so far, like, it gets to about 20 degrees, which is the straightest I've been able to get it. Um, I get my x-rays done Friday to see, like, how it's been healing and stuff like that. So, we'll see. Um, I imagine it's been healing pretty well because, like, the swelling is almost completely gone down. Um, It doesn't hurt, really. Although, I think I do have a cyst on it. I don't know if you guys can tell, but like my knuckle is like pointed and this week, like a little bump has developed on the tip of my knuckle. And so it's like, I don't know if it's a cyst or just like a pocket of fluid, but I'm going to get that looked at. But since I'm like pretty confident with it now, like for a while, it just felt really fragile. And so I didn't want to push the limits on it too much, but like the swelling has gone down. I can almost completely curl it into a fist. Um, and almost completely straighten it. I've been a little bit rougher on it, like, you know, pushing it a little bit more when I have to grip things. All right, just a second. My uh, phone just ran out of storage. Pause there a second. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, my fingers. So I've been like, you know, when I have to grip things really hard or hold on to something really hard, like I've been getting a little bit tougher on it. And I think it's doing pretty well. So I started working the project horses again. So Oakley and Hazel I've worked with this week and they have like literally picked right back up where we left off. I was actually really impressed with Hazel. I worked with her yesterday and just did a little session with her um, just lunging and I got the saddle pad and the surcingle out and I cinched her up with those and I was really impressed. So like Hazel is one of those horses and usually she always has been from what the previous owners have told me. She's one of those horses that constantly like needs maintained. If you let her sit and do nothing, she like just doesn't remember anything. Like it's like you get her out one day and you never taught her a damn thing, which is really, really frustrating. So I assumed that she would be kind of fresh and nervous about, you know, whatever when I got her out and she wasn't at all. Like I literally threw the saddle pad on her. I threw the surcingle on her. And I cinched her up pretty snug. So I thought like maybe she would try to buck or something. No, she didn't. She just literally lunged in the circles for me and 
was that was it. And she did great. So I was really happy with that. And I think that she is going to be ready to saddle up soon. We'll see. I, I work with her in her home pen right now. Um, and the only reason I like didn't work with her or anything during like while I had the brace on my hand was because I figured she'd be afraid of it. And she also has a history of like ripping back and pulling. So I didn't want there to be an accident and like hurt my finger even worse or my hand even worse. So there was that. Um, so I work with her in her home pen and she has a tough time like going into new spaces or doing something that's unfamiliar to her. So I know I need to get her back into the round pin and start working her in there. Uh, so I'm going to try to do that soon. Need to saddle her up soon and get her used to like the stirrups and everything like that, hitting her sides and stuff. So I'm excited for her. We'll see if I get on her back this year or not. I really feel like, I feel like it's pretty attainable right now as we speak, but who knows if we will run into any more issues. Um, and then Oakley was awesome. I put the pad and sur single on her as well. And she did really, really good with that, which I kind of expected more from her than I do Hazel. Oakley always tends to like just jump right back in where we left off. So that's something like she's a little more predictable that way. And she always, I mean, ever since I got her like a year and a half ago, she, she's just very predictable. And she you know, after sitting, she usually comes back into work really well. She doesn't forget. She doesn't get fresh. She just does it. So that's exciting. I think the same for her. I think I'm ready to put a saddle back on her, but I need to get her back in the round pin as well. When I put her back in her own individual pen this spring, she like had some weird thing about going through the little gate. So it took us a few minutes before she would walk through it. And I think I've just been having some internalized anxiety about that again, that if I get her out, will she go back in? And I know she just needs to do it a few times. She did it totally fine last year, but I talked a little bit in my vlog, um, in my most recent YouTube video about my anxiety for some reason, like it affecting my horse training. So I've started, like, as I get older, I've become like a little bit more anxious. And I was never really like that when I was younger. So and it doesn't even have to do with like, you know, me getting older and getting hurt or anything necessarily. It's not really like that. It's like, I just... I procrastinate and I just push things off because I have this like underlying little flutter of like, I don't want to do it. I, it's easier for me to not do it. I just get like this little, I don't know, little hint of anxiety about working with the green horses. Um, And even like Luna, like I took Luna on one trail ride right after I broke my finger and I had like some anxiety about riding her because she hadn't been ridden all year. I've literally never fallen off Luna. Luna's never like bucked or do an done anything stupid with me. So I don't know why I was like a little nervous about it. And I was still going to do it. Like I knew I was going to make myself do it. She was going to the trail ride. We were going to ride. But I just the whole time was just kind of like mm, just like a little uneasy. And I just like, oh, Michaela, like 
you've had this horse forever. She's literally never done anything stupid. Yes, it's her first ride of the year. And she was a little like fresh, like her confidence was low, but literally she did fine. So I don't know why I get that way. And lately it's been like with the green project horses. And maybe it's because I've had this time off, but I just kind of like, I don't want to. I just like don't want to do it in my head, like in my brain, logically and in my heart. Like I know I want to train these horses and I want to see them progress and I have to get them there. But in another part of my brain, I'm like, do I have to (laughs) like, do I have to do the hard stuff? And maybe I don't think it's laziness. Like I'm not a lazy person. I work constantly, but I just get like. I don't know, this little, little tingle of anxiety that it's like, I don't really want to, I'd rather not do it. And I just have to keep pushing myself through it. And I know that I will. And I just don't know where it comes from. Like I was, I never used to have that. And now like as time goes on, that's starting to develop a little bit more and maybe I can combat it by making myself do the things that I don't want to do. But I don't know if any of you guys have that problem as well, but yeah, that's kind of just, I just have noticed lately that it's, it does affect my training a little bit and I'm trying to not let it do that, but it's just like one of those real life things that like people deal with and should be talked about a little bit. Cause like, if I know that one of my friends was dealing with the same thing, I would try to encourage them more to like fight that and combat it but yeah I don't know it's just the thing that I do but yeah hopefully hopefully I can get those girls going pretty solid this year I really need to um so Hazel um is a is a project to load onto a trailer at least I think she will be I've had her about a year And when I went to pick her up, it was like, it was a big deal. I mean, I fought tooth and nail with her for like two hours to get her on a trailer. And she, she eventually got herself on the trailer, but I I just don't want to do that again. And I know I'm going to have to, because I, that was the last time she'd been on a trailer. So I think what I want to do is put my stock trailer and back it up to the gate that um the gate to their pen basically she lives with blue so I'm gonna back it up to their pen and like try to put it in the gate because that day that I went and picked her up she basically did the rip away and bolt um thing over and over and over and over again Uh, that's all she did for two hours was like we'd get so close to the trailer she'd look at it and she'd rip away as hard as she could and took off down the alley. And so I'd have to bring her all the way back down. We'd look at it again. She'd rip away from me and take off. So that's what she does. Her her default flight instinct is to bolt. So I was like, well, I don't want to do that just in the middle of my yard or driveway or whatever. Cause she, she will rip the rope away from me. Like I, I don't have any doubt about that. She will pull it out of my hands because she knows she's strong enough. So if I back it up to her pin where she's familiar with the area and stuff, and it's an enclosed space, then I might have a little more luck that way. 
Um, and we'll see, you know, we'll just have to see how it goes. But yeah, she might surprise me, honestly, like she did yesterday. Yesterday, I thought like she was going to be fresh and scared of the saddle pad and stuff. And she wasn't. She just put it on. So maybe she'll surprise me again and she'll look at the trailer and be like, oh, yeah, I know how to do this. And she'll get on. But I don't know. I also like we were loading her that day by herself. And I also have this idea that like if I load blue onto the trailer first, maybe she'll be like, oh, okay, that horse is going on. So I'll go on. Because her confidence is so low that just seeing another horse and being with her buddy on the trailer might get her on it, um, you know, better than trying to do it by herself. Because Blue will just jump on the trailer. She'll just jump on and go. But, yeah, so Blue, um, that pony that I got, she is so buddy sour. Um, I tied her up yesterday to work with Hazel. And she literally just stood there and pawed the whole time. And she has the ugh, the most irritating, like, squealy little pony whinny. I mean, just like, it's just a squeal. That's basically all it is. Like, when she whinnies, it doesn't sound like a horse. It sounds like a miniature or a foal that was, like, just born a couple days ago. It's like a little ee! And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. She does it like 20 times a day and every time she does it, I just think in my head like literally shut up because that is the worst Winnie. Ugh. Um, so yeah, she has a really ugly Winnie. But she's at least, she's not a mule. She's not a donkey. I can live with that. But you know what the funny thing about mules is because I figured this out going to these endurance things because people ride mules a lot for endurance is like it so depends on the mule like all the all the mules like sound a little bit different whether they got more of the horse side or the donkey side of their whinny I know actually two people that ride endurance on their mules and one of them has like this little gray mule and it honks and squeals like a donkey does and it's just like oh my god literally don't park next to me because I do not want to listen to that all day um, and then I know another girl that rides an Appaloosa mule and she has like this little, little neigh. It's so weird. And it's not like a true horse neigh, but it's just like this little, like, it's a weakened neigh. And it's just kind of funny. It's like, you just don't know what you're going to get. But yeah. So, um, other than that, like, honestly, I don't have a whole lot of updates. I started working the project horses again. We're going to go camping. One of my lesson kids actually got his first horse um, about a week ago. Actually, I think tomorrow maybe will be a week. So I had to go get the horse for them. They've been looking around at horses and, you know, I've really been stressing to them, like, you get what you pay for. Don't look for some cheap well, first of all, so they have a friend, a family friend or whatever. And I, I knew this girl through high school and stuff and I like her. I don't have any problem with her. Um, but you know, they started kind of asking her about getting into horses and she's actually who referred them to me. So totally grateful for that. But she told them to go to the loose pin to find a cheap horse. And so they were asking me about it. They were like, you know, cause they wanted, they wanted a horse person's um, input on it. So they were asking me, like, you know, 
This person said we should just go to Loose Pin and look at a horse there and see if we find anything. You know, what do you think? And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's awful advice. I don't know why they would tell you that. That's literally horrible advice uh, because for a first time horse, like these people aren't horse people at all. Like they're getting their son into riding and their son really likes horses and wants to learn and stuff like that. And they are supporting him through it, but like, they're not horse people. They don't know. They don't know anything about what to look for. They don't know anything about horses. So I was like, well, that's awful advice. I don't know why they would tell you that, but I'm going to be frank with you at the loose pin. You don't know what you're buying. Like, and at the loose pin, just because they list a horse as broke doesn't mean that your kid should be riding it. Um, so yeah, they're going to run these horses through the pen and you bid on them and whatever you get is what you get. Your horse could be drugged. It could be horrifically lame. It could have a bad back. It could like have some disease that it's dying from or cancer. You don't know what you're buying. So don't go to the loose pen. No, let's look on Facebook. I'll add you to some local Facebook for horses for sale groups. And that's what I did. I added her to a bunch of groups. And we will look at horses and I'll, I will send you some that I think are good candidates and you can browse on there, but at least you're buying from a previous owner or somebody that like knows the horse and you can ask questions and stuff like that. So that's what we did. Um, the first horse that they wanted to look at, the boy really liked, but I already kind of was like, I don't think this is going to work, but we went and looked at it. It was a 20 year old paint mare but she hadn't been ridden in a few years. And yeah, so we get there and I kind of like, I didn't have high hopes for this one. She was $500 and the lady was totally honest about her. She's like, I got her in a package deal with this other horse. You know, I haven't done anything with her. She needs to be sedated to get her feet done. So I've just never gotten her feet done. And she hasn't been ridden in three, at least three years. And so I was like, okay, well, like, do you have a saddle? Like I could just throw on her, see what she does, whatever. This horse, she's like 15 too. Like she's a big horse. She's not like a little, you know, like sugar. She's, she's a big horse and she's like shoving herself into me, trying to walk right over me. Um, she's like throwing her head around because she's like, screw this. I don't want to do this. And she was so rude, like just completely rude didn't have any ground manners. And so I'm like trying to shove her around and stuff. I get a saddle thrown on her cinched up and like, she didn't do anything. She like lunged around for me a little bit, but she was just, just really, really rude. Like I was like, I'm not going to get on this horse. Um, she's definitely a little too much to handle. Um, so we just left it at that and we left and we got in the car and, um, the dad asks my lesson kid, he's like, what do you think about her? And my lesson kid is like, yeah, she seems a little dangerous. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of horse for you. He's like, yeah, I think maybe we should look at something a little safer. So, and mind you, my lesson kid is nine. He's a nine-year-old boy. And he liked this horse because she's a paint and she was pretty. Um, and so his dad's like, well, I'm really proud that you're thinking about this. Um, 
you know, literally and not just, you know, you didn't just like the horse because it was pretty. And my lesson kid's like, I don't care what color it is. He's like, I know, but you know, I, and I, I agree. I'm glad like even at nine, he cares more about, you know, the horse being safe and within his limits, um, than, you know, the horse being pretty because we have been working on in lessons being aggressive. Cause he's like, he's a, just a timid little guy. I mean, he's just, you know, even sugar kind of drags him around a little bit and I'm like, pick her head up, make her go. She's like, she's just dragging you around. So we've been working on being aggressive. And I knew like this horse was going to be a lot for him. Sorry. I just heard something outside my house and I didn't know what it was, but anyway, so we went to look at a different one and this one was like a couple hours away. So it was a road trip, but we went to look at it. He was like a 25 year old gelding. And I told them like, while looking, I was like, don't be afraid of like horses that are a little bit older in their twenties. Like they may still definitely have five, six good years left in them. And plus my lesson kid, he's like not even a hundred pounds. Hold on. I need to look at what this noise is outside. All right. Well, I'm glad I paused that because I just caught a groundhog outside. Oh my gosh. I'm going to get mad. <laughs> just caught a groundhog digging under our house. Um, okay. Yeah. So the horse, um, yeah, I was just telling them like, don't be afraid of something that's a little bit older just cause it's older. Like it could still very well teach your kid for a few good years left. Um, so we went to look at it and honestly, he looks really good for being 25, 26, whatever they said he was. Um, he's not thin. He's not lame. Like he has good hard feet. They were like, we haven't, the, his hooves haven't been trimmed in like a year and a half. And they weren't even like long. Like he had good solid hard feet. Um, he had a, he wasn't sway backed. He had a good top line. And I asked if he like got any grain or anything. They're like, not really like a little in the winter time, but other than that, he just eats off the round bale. Didn't see a rib on him. So, uh, we got, well, I let them ride it first and then we got the lesson kit up on it and he rode good for him. So they, uh, decided to go ahead and go with this horse. So I had to go get him. Had to make another two hour drive last week to go get him. But yeah, so. So he got his first horse, so that's exciting. But oh my gosh, yeah. So I just caught that groundhog. Here's the thing. I have been annoyed the last um couple weeks. I've actually been getting really upset. <laughs> so we had raccoons living under our house. And like the wildlife doesn't really bother us out here. It never has. We have so much timber, so much um tree cover and everything like the wildlife has just never bothered us because it has so much more um space like I don't know it's just like they never needed to there's so much wild overgrown timber out here that there's no reason for them to bother us really so um a few weeks ago we started hearing like scratching in our shower and in the vents. I don't know if I told this story in the last vlog. I don't think so. But we started hearing scratching noises in the vents. 
in the middle of the night. And then we started hearing it in the walls, like in, in our shower in particularly. Like you would have thought we'd just closed like a cat in our shower. And it was just in our shower, but it, it wasn't. Like there was nothing in our shower. <laughs> and you could just hear this scratching and clawing and stuff. So I knew that like there was something in there. I was like, I don't know if it's squirrel or what it is, but we got under the house. I sent my dog under the house and, um, she pushed out a raccoon. So there was a raccoon and a baby under there and we got the mom out. I don't know if she got the baby out or not, but we closed it back up, whatever. (sighs) They shredded the insulation under there. There's, like, insulation everywhere. Um, And now, like, it it was coming back. So about every day it would come back and, like, try to move the the rocks and stuff because it it dug under the skirting because we live in a trailer. So it dug underneath the skirting of our house. And I refilled the skirting with, like, rock and stuff. And so about every day... Oh my gosh. Hold on, guys. This is like not working for me today. All right. This is going to be la- my last clip because I'm getting irritated. Okay. So, so I filled the hole the raccoon dug with rock and stuff. And it's been back like every night trying to move the rock and trying to move the logs and stuff that I've been putting in front of it. So I finally, I resorted like I'm going to just have to get a life trap. Because she's going to keep coming back. She's going to try to keep getting in there where she's made her nest and whatever. And especially when it starts to get cold, it's going to be a mess. So I already think we're going to have to like replace insulation and stuff. Because our pipes have never frozen. At least not since I've lived here. I don't know if since my boyfriend's lived here. But the pipes have never frozen. And I don't want them to obviously start now. So we're probably gonna have to replace the insulation. I don't know what we're gonna do. But I noticed the other night when I went and checked it again, that it was like fully dug back out again. Like all the gravel was dug back out again. The rock, the big rocks that I put on top were moved and it had like dug more of the dirt out. So I was like, okay, this is not going to work. I don't know what the, (laughs) what the hell this raccoon has under my house, but I'm getting pissed at this point so I just heard that noise and was like I better go check it's a freaking groundhog now the groundhog has inhabited it like what the hell is going on like I filled it and now the groundhog thinks it needs to dig it back out it's like oh hey the raccoons moved out I guess I can move back in there now so I think I'm gonna have to like just clear some brush and stuff and start tying my dog over there because she's a hunting dog and she will go after things, which I don't generally let her do because I'm not a hunter. Like we have no reason to kill animals here. So generally I don't allow her to do that type of stuff. But at this point I'm like, hell no. Like I'm getting mad now. So I'm either going to have to tie Riley over there or like Mel, if you're listening to this, I need your trapping skills. Like I need help because I'm getting pissed at these freaking raccoons and groundhogs. And I love the groundhogs out here. Like they they've never bothered us, but I think now that they've figured out that the freaking raccoons have moved out, they are like, "Hey, we're going to take that spot now." And it ain't going to work for me. It's not. And I just saw that he's already like dug the crap out of it. So, I'm going to go back outside and fill it back in. 
But anyways, I wanted to just jump on here quick for you guys today. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this little catch up podcast, catch up and mustard. I'm just kidding. I had to do that. Sorry. This little catch up with me um, podcast, but yeah. So I will try to vlog this weekend while we're camping and let you guys know how that goes. But thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Keep sticking around for the videos this summer. Now that I'm like back to doing stuff with my hand and I'm not taking it easy anymore. I'm done with that. But anyway, thanks for watching, guys. I will see you in the next one. Bye.